1: That's N-O-O-M dot
0: to sign up today. Before we get started with this episode of Bench with Bubba, I wanted to talk to you about rotoballer.com. Win big in 2022 with rotoballer.com's MLB and DFS Premium Pass, which includes 15 exclusive lineup tools, daily DFS cheat sheets, and our new Team Sync platform. Use rotoballer's exclusive hitter projections, pitching planners, DFS value displays, research stations, lineup optimizer, and more to help you win big. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Bubba and the Bat Flip, episode 125. As usual, we we'll recap the Week in Fab, the Week 7 Week in Fab part for the NFBC. And uh got some listener questions, and, and we'll talk desserts and some other cool stuff. We'll leave Little league alone oh, this man. Week. We'll leave them alone. But uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at BDNTrick, and my host is always on Twitter, at Bat Flip Crazy. Toby, how we doing, man?
1: Uh, we're doing pretty, pretty well, Bubba. You know, just... Yeah. Just keeping on, keeping on um, at this point in time. So, yeah, nothing too exciting to report. I've got my Twins hat on today. Couldn't really think of a good reason to put any of the hats on. I mean, I guess Jorge Polanco and Byron Buxton are are a good enough reason. So, we'll see. Maybe Buxton's on the lineup today, though. So, we'll see. That's actually kind of interesting. Like, like they're really managing him. And he had a quote where he said, like, the 100-game thing. The 100-game thing. Yeah, and you're like, oh well it was really cool like if you did 100 games at one time and then like you were injured you know and we could put put somebody else in the lineup but that's kind of a different story so that'll be interesting to see how it plays out
0: yeah it's gonna be fun to monitor that because yeah he came out and said things and then a couple other players on the twins mentioned it like they fully support the way they're kind of monitoring his knee situation like days off and everything so that's going to be a headache because it's like, you know, you're going to play them, but you got to like, now you go into it going, okay, can you play five games this week? Hopefully. Like that's what you're like. It's, it's going to be a mess because you're not going to sit Buxton too often. Let's put it that way. And um, so that'll be very, very interesting to see how that one plays out. But that was a fun quote today. Indeed. Plus all the injuries that are going on. So it's been a fun, fun. It's just, it's always it's baseball, baby baseball, but uh, week seven, let's talk some fab because we had some prospect time and we got some money spent around baseball and it got kicked off with one george kirby george kirby and we're doing the onlines as usual picked up at 196 leagues that would be all of them folks max bid of 550 but you know onlines are great because he went as low as 17 dollars in some leagues 17 whole dollars somebody he got him to, for 17 bucks those are the leagues where like people it's like i, I say keep modest bids like my keep modest bids like 120 122 and i don't do that very often that was my keep modest bid like okay if he falls i'll, I'll take him there Seventeen dollars would have blown my mind. I would have been like, okay, sure. So uh, with when it comes to Kirby, we know the stuff's electric. He was tearing up the minor leagues. He had an okay start his last time out, but his debut against Tampa Bay was just awesome, and that's what got him picked up. So, what's your thoughts on George Kirby? Because man, with these prospects, like it's great, but you're already gonna have an innings limit, and is like how sustainable is it? There's so many questions. Because like, we saw Logan Gilbert last year have a roller coaster ride, and he's very, very good too. So, what's your thoughts on Kirby?
1: Yeah. I mean, I liked Kirby a lot. Um, Even before he was brought up, he was kind of a guy that I was eyeing and interested to see when he was going to come up because, you know, the results have been incredible in the minor leagues. He has really good control. You know, the highest walk rate he had in the minors, I think was like 6.4%. And that was just 26 innings. You know, he just, he doesn't. Yeah. He, he, he throws strikes, which I really like and appreciate. He plays for a decent enough team and he's supposed to have really good command. So I was interested in that. And also the projections for a rookie are pretty good. You know, the bat has him at 406, 1224 whip only 78 strikeouts and 88 innings pitched, but you know, 14.2% uh, K minus walk rate, which is, which is a lot better than it usually is. Uh, my bids were in like the two, you know, the two Oh four. I think was the most I bid. I might have gone to two thirteen in one league, something like that, because I really did like him a lot. But I, for the reasons you mentioned, you know, innings, things can go wrong. The skills have been fine so far. You know, they haven't been overwhelming. It's a little bit different. Like the guy that I spent the most on last year was Shane McClanahan. He was kind of my big bid for the year, and he was in the mid two hundreds. I think I went from when he came up. But when he came up and when he pitched, like his stuff plus was just out of this world. I remember Eno writing that it was, you know, it was among, he was already among the league leaders in like stuff plus. It was just, it, it looked really good. And it was high K type stuff, right? High velo, swinging strike stuff. Kirby strikes me as a guy who's going to like manage games a little bit more, right? He'll you know, go deep into games. Yeah, because he doesn't walk guys. He's not going to strike out like a ton of players, but I think he's going to be overall good. Like I think he'll be league average or better with the chance for some definite upside there. Um, so yeah, so he was good. I mean, congratulations to everybody who got him as long as you didn't pay 555 bucks for him. In in places I have needed pitching, I obviously went a little bit more, a little bit less in places I didn't didn't get him anywhere. So I'm really interested to see how he does. I think he's in a very exciting prospect, and as a pseudo Mariners fan, I'm I'm excited to see what he does. Yeah, the Mariners doing big
0: boy things. Gilbert was like not great, but not bad in Toronto tonight. He's been good all season, and uh, you can throw Kirby into the mix there with that lights out bullpen. You got J Rod and company hitting like that's a team that's highly on the rise. And um, I'm just I'm curious to Kirby and to hear you say your bids made me wonder if I should have bid more, but I guess my philosophy on that was my strategy, I should say. And again, fabs, there's no exact science. That's the fun of it all. Um, I was around like $600 in a lot of my leagues. So I was like, okay, I'll play like 120 to 125. So I still have some kind of money left. We'll see. I didn't get them. So it didn't matter. But, um, yeah, it was interesting because you weren't the only one. A lot of very good players were all in on George Kirby this week. So we'll see how it plays out. We'll see who the next George Kirby is that comes up. Because he like McClanahan last year. Gilbert was in that class last year. There will be a few more. Maybe not to that level, but there will be a few more. So it'll be fun to see how that pans out as well. We have a prospect bat that came up and that was Alec Thomas of the Arizona Diamondbacks. added in 195 leagues as high as 355, as low as $10. Again, someone won the unicorn there, $10. He had a home run again on Tuesday night, a second of the season. He's sent two eighty six. Um, they're trying to play him every day, which looks good. I did acquire him in a few leagues. We'll, we'll talk about that on the, um, the players we added and I got him. They're kind of keep them on us, but still like, I was happy. I was very happy about that. So, um, I like the upside there. And again, on a D-backs team that has no reason not to play them. And they're being competitive right now, which is really good. So I'm a big fan of this Alec Thomas skill set. We'll see if it pans out in the bigs full time. But so far, so good.
1: Yeah, definitely. And he's one of those intriguing profiles where you get a little bit of power, a little bit of speed. Um, and then you got the batting average as well. So there's a few different ways that he can that he can contribute to your team. Um, so far, you know, keeping the strikeout rate down, which is something the projections agree he'll do. The ground ball rate is super high, you know, at 63%. I'm not sure whether that is something that will continue or not, you know, based on his profile, but making a decent amount of contact, you know, decent plate discipline as well. Um, has not tried to steal yet. So it'll be interesting to see whether that speed translate. It's only been 24 uh plate appearances, 29 if you include today. So very interested to see how it works out um, for him. I was definitely in on him, but I wasn't overly aggressive. I my bids. It, it was interesting. It, it's it's really fascinating how Fab works. Yes, because <laughs> I had leagues right, and I can't remember what Thomas went in them. I should go check. But like, let, let me let me check really quickly. So I had two leagues um, where uh, Jonathan VR was available including a, a high stakes league and VR seems to have pretty clear playing time with two injuries to that middle infield when they come back, you know, maybe there's a question mark there. Let me just see. And I mean, these are really smart players that I'm going against. So it's not really, it's not really a critique of, of them. You know, they see some, um, yeah, it's, it's more, it's more, how the, the,
0: each league so different. It's just craziness on how it all works out.
1: Yeah, totally. So, yeah, he so Alec Thomas went for 235 in in that league, um, right, to a very smart player. Um, so there's reasons to do that, right? He could be huge. You know, if you look at the Steamer 600 for him, and Steamer's a little high on prospects, you know, a little higher than the other systems on prospects, but he's essentially a 16-17 guy with a 267 batting average, which is fantastic, right? But, I mean, like, I got VR in that league for 34 bucks back up bit of 17. Now I'm not tooting I'm not going to toot my own horn VR can go a lot of different directions right. I mean hit he's a home got home run on he, Tuesday. He's, he hit a home run and stole a base today. Yep. Uh you know was whatever 3 for something yesterday or 2 for something yesterday. He's doing well so far which is within his realm of possibilities. But you know like if you were to look at them and you look at the 600 plate appearance um projections for them they're probably pretty similar if vr's is probably better honestly because the steals are going to be much higher and so you know there's kind of like the unknown which comes with it like the ceiling and all of that stuff with alec thomas but you know i guess my strategy is like okay you know with vr like i feel like i can get maybe four weeks of maybe I'll get lucky and get really strong production. Maybe I'll get unlucky and get really bad production, which we've seen too. But it's just interesting, like how the projections are fairly similar with those guys, but the bids are, are, are pretty different. Um, and I think there's some reason for that, right? Again, because you don't get a lot of guys like Thomas who can kind of come in, have that speed power and batting average, and the unknown of maybe this guy is going to be one of those rookies who just, you know, puts up a half season of just ridiculous stuff. And he's, and he's got playing time. So
0: he's got playing time. He's got the ability. He's got the ceiling, like the, the, un, the ungodly numbers. He's also got a floor, a very deep floor. Like, so he, that's the fun thing about prospects. Like you're talking about the weirdness of fab. Like we talked about Royce Lewis last week in a big way. When I was doing fab this week, he was available in a couple leagues. weeks still. Like, he wasn't even, really? oh, I was blown away. I was like, what in the world? Like, uh. I was literally just – I didn't even type in to search for him because I, I thought there was no chance. And I'm just, like, scrolling through just to make sure I didn't miss any names. And there's Royce Lewis. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? So I had to add him into the mix. I'm like, I'm not going to – that's one – you got him for a buck last week, a dollar. Like, that's just crazy stuff. But uh, the fun other thing, like, we talked about, that's why I like talking about these different players and kind of – like, you're talking about the VR versus Thomas thing, and that's irrelevant for this week thing. But it's like we talk about not breaking the bank banks at time because, you know, everyone's all in on Stephen Kwan spent a lot of money on Stephen Kwan and now you could have spent a lot less because we're like sure you know like Alec Thomas when he's talked about it, as high as 355 as low as 10 the leagues I got him in was like 47 bucks so and that was a couple leagues like we'll talk about them so it's one of those things like why we try not to break the bank often because there will be other options as the season goes on it might not be a prospect like Thomas it could be the Jonathan VR a veteran that gets his time but there's going to be options to fill the stat needs that your team needs that you're going to want that money for to make sure like Toby can win 34 to 17 bits. He's not forced to bid 15 and lose like stuff like that, where where it, it translates differently. So that's kind of why it might be boring to some, as we talk about, but that's why we kind of the strategy we have, you want to be able to keep playing as the season goes on instead of be kind of handcuffed as well. All right. Next on the docket, Kyle Bradish of the Baltimore Orioles, uh, 131 leagues as high as 121, as low as a dollar. I got him in a few leagues uh, the week before his start against the Yankees. Not good. Not good. Four and a third for him. Still got the 6Ks. That's what I like to see after the 11Ks against St. Louis, his previous start. He's going to be rocky. There's no sugarcoating that. Like, that's why I think the 11Ks was uh, 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 (laughs) not going to happen probably ever again. But uh, he's a good pitcher. I don't know how great he's going to be. And facing the Yankees, there was going to be a recipe for disaster eventually. So what's your thoughts on Bradish? He was going to be serviceable, but it's like him, Zimmerman. You got these guys where it's – they might not be full-time serviceable. It might be more streamable type stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't mind Braddish at all. He was among the, the higher pitchers that I was bidding on um, where he was available in leagues. You know, he did have that rocky start, but, I mean, uh, the Yankees is tough. When, 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 that was Monday, so he had a yeah. two start, so that's why people were going. But I think this, his second start is pretty bad too, wasn't it? it's i don't think it's I, a deal. i remember looking at him and being like uh, i would pick him up but i don't think i would actually start him this week what is it oh it's not bad it's tampa i mean there's that's better miss. options yeah, that's hit and miss but you probably you probably throw that out there um yeah so i think the things about bradish you know um the metrics are pretty good they're like you know Round league average, but slightly better maybe. You know, O swing at thirty one percent, slightly better than league average. Z contact at eighty six seven. He's not overpowering, I don't think, with his fastball, so it's not necessarily no. surprising. You know, but eighteen point four percent K minus walk, twenty five point three strikeout rate, six point nine percent walk rate, ten point eight percent swinging strike. So all like pretty good. You know, he's been unlucky. Three fifty two BABIP. He's got a one seven home runs you know, per nine, he hasn't been walking guys, which has been really nice, you know, although with the O swing and he's getting behind on hitters, which is a little bit dangerous. He has a sub 50% first pitch strike. Um, but you know, we didn't know that heading into fab and, yeah. and he looked pretty, he looked pretty good when I was looking under the hood at him, you know, and the, and he's one of those guys where he doesn't have like the huge pedigree like Kirby so that he's not going to go for these huge amounts or he maybe even be picked up initially. But, um, but some of those, sometimes those are the guys that you know they're pitching much better than they had been previously. When I look at his kind of his pitch skills, it's a little concerning because he pretty much just has one pitch. He's got the yep. slider, which is nasty. Uh, eighteen point six percent swing strike rate, forty six point six zero swing, and his Z contact at eighty two point eight percent. Every single one of his other pitchers has an pitches has an O swing under eighteen point five percent. So no chasing at all. And a swinging strike rate under seven point four percent, and I don't know if that's going to cut it long term. Um, he's also played the Yankees, Cardinals, Minnesota, and Boston, so he's had, two, you know, he's had a two tough matchups. I would say um, the one dominant performance. I would expect that maybe the performance against St. Louis ends up being his best performance of the year, and we see a lot more of kind of what we've seen the other games, which is like. Six innings, two earned runs, two, two strikeouts, four innings, three strikeouts, four earned runs, you know, 4.1, four earned runs, six strikeouts, you know, just kind of like messy. So that's a, that's what I'd say. It's a long-winded say- way of saying it's messy.
0: Yeah, and that, that's why I said he's, he reminds me of like Zimmerman we talked about where there's a lot we like, but there's also kind of like there's room for a bunch of uh-ohs like with, with the situation if he's not locating that slider for Braddish. Um, like I said, the fastball is not overwhelming, so it's just kind of going to be a if he has to groove that thing, then he's in trouble, and that's got, that's going to make it nasty. So maybe the, the ballpark will help him now in Baltimore, so that's good. And so he'll have some really good starts, but there's going to be some hiccups out there. So we'll see how that Tampa Bay start goes this weekend. Might be back on the wire after this week. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, yeah,
1: and what, one thing I've been factoring more and more into pitcher decisions too is just thinking about like upside versus downsides. And with him, it's like he's also on the Orioles. Yes. So the wins aren't necessarily going to come, Bingo. right? So what are we trying to get out of Braddish? Yeah. Are we hoping for improved ratios? Are we hoping for the Ks? Are we hope- hoping to catch lightning in the bottle? And then you think about all the ways it can go wrong. So, yeah.
0: No, I'm with you. I'm with you.
1: Uh,
0: next up on the list, our boy, Danny Jansen, picked up in 122 leagues as high as 169, as low as a dollar. Jansen's had three games back from the IL, got a home run, two hits. He's uh, picking up where he left off because he was mashing before he got hurt in the three games before that. We saw him towards the end of last season start to hit again, like good things were coming. We were team Jansen for a while there in years past, and um, he just really never put it together. And there was always Alejandro Kirk concerns, but Jansen's the better defender, and as long as he swings, he's going to get the play. So I didn't grab him anywhere because I was like set in my catcher position for now, but he's definitely an option if you need him because catcher's a mess, an absolute disaster right now. So Jansen could be a nice little fill-in for you.
1: Yeah, um, for sure. I love Danny Jansen. I have him in a number of teams. I had a couple teams where I just blanked on the catcher position while he was out. Um, so, yeah, if you had access to him, I would have gone, get, get, gone and gotten him. Uh, rest of season, pro, season projection for the Bad X, 242, 14 home runs, 40, 40 and 40. So if that comes to fruition, then you're looking at, like, probably 244, 245 batting average, 17 home runs, 44 and 44. I mean, not the best in the world, maybe, Um, but certainly not the worst, especially with the way that catcher is playing out this year. Yep. Most definitely. I think there's definitely some appeal in that
0: one. You say, Mm -hmm. I say, we all say Kikuchi. 97 leagues as high as 89, as low as a dollar. And he has ditched the the cutter folks. And cause it was ugly to start the year. And then even a report on Tuesday talked about how he saw what Robbie Ray did. That's one reason why he wanted to come to Toronto to have someone to work with him. The last three starts, including his recent start, um, on Monday, he ditched the cutter. He's got at least five innings, two runs or less six or more K's two wins in those three starts. He's looked like a brand new man out there on the mound. He's looked really good how sustainable it is. We'll see. But as long as he just leaves that pitch that was getting shelled, there's at least something to look at there. A nice pitch mix change, but, um, he had a two-star week this week. Like I said, the first start against Seattle, he did very, very well. So he was a popular pickup this week and he might be one of those guys where you can maybe hold on to him a little longer. So what's your thoughts on Yusei Kakuchi?
1: Yeah, I picked him up in an OC where he was available. He also has a beautiful two-star week. I mean, you can't get much better than at home against Seattle and Cincinnati. Um, that's pretty, pretty legit right there. Um, yeah. In his last three games, I mean, I think you mentioned the pitch mix change. I think it's instructive in this type of a situation to just look at the last three games just to see what's going on, you know, 80% Z contact, which is great. I mean, it's unbelievable what the graph looks like. I mean, his walk rate and K rate earlier in the season were identical and then they just split beautifully 31.3% K rate over his last three, 10.9% walk rate. So he's still walking guys. That'll always be an issue because he cannot seem to find a pitch that get chases on pitches on outside the zone. So he's at 29.3% O swing. So he's really got to be in that zone to be effective. Um, he's also got a 12.8% swinging strike rate over that period, which is really, um, which is really good. You mentioned he's throwing the fastball, the velocity isn't up, you know, so it, it, it's gotta be just that um, pitch mix change that you mentioned. He's thrown 56%. And let me just I think was throw
0: like a, I think it was like almost like a 30% cutter usage, 20 to 30%. He has ditched the whole thing. And he, mm. so he started throwing more off speeds. It felt like, and yeah, it's interesting.
1: Yeah. So what I'm going to do is what I'm trying to do here. Let's just do a little luck, a meter, a luck, a meter check here. You're doing the full count check. Yeah. So his bad <laughs> his bad over the last three games. Is 139, which will help you for sure. And his home runs per nine is down at 0.5. Um, let's check the home the, the home run per fly ball. I, I do this. I his home run per fly ball is 6.7%. So yes, he's been better. Has he been lucky in doing it? Absolutely. Um, when we look at that four seam fastball, he's throwing more gets no chases on pitches outside the zone. He does have a really nice Z contact on it. 79.2%, 9.9% swinging strike rate as well. So, um, and then that cutter that you mentioned was, it must've just been getting destroyed. Uh, yeah. 249 WRC plus again, look at the, like the, and e the X stats, like there was no room for like,
0: like luck. He was just getting crushed all over the place with that pitch.
1: Mm. It's really interesting. I mean, if you look at like just the outcomes against his pitches, his four seam, he has a 33 WRC plus his slider has a 199 WRC plus his changeup has been a really good pitch for him. Negative four points, nor negative 47. So, you know, that changeup is actually interesting. Um, The slider does get chases on pitches outside the zone. I mean, essentially what I'm just trying to articulate is there's some stuff going on. I don't think it's beautiful. I think it's got potential. But I do think that something's going to need to get better for it to be sustainably quality um, for him. He's not going to keep getting a 139 BABIP and a 6.7% home run fly ball.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it'll be interesting to see what he does because I just like the fact that it after three starts of like bad starts, he changed it already to that. And he admitted that he likes what he saw with what they did with Ray. And that's why he wanted to come here. So he's letting them tinker with him. And so you have to imagine they're going to see, they have to be seeing something that you're seeing also. So they might keep tinkering. Mm -hmm. And it's more, it's like, it's like the Robbie Ray pound with the fastball, even though Ray threw it harder. Like I know that pound with the fastball, use the changeup, then throw the slider out of the zone to get chased. Like, don't let him hit the slider, like make the slider not even come near the zone. Cause when it does, you get hit simple. So um, we'll see how that continually changes. Like I would love to see, a graph and i we can look later or something since the pitch mix changed three starts ago, we know what the slider usage and everything is i want to see the slider locations for just those three games like where they all like down and away or something like where they all just literally like come get it type stuff that's the intriguing part to me is where was he locating that pitch like before and after type situation with the slider because that could be very important
1: yeah we can we can check that out i'll look it up while, while we're talking about the next guy
0: all right, uh, Brandon Drury added in 89 leagues as high as 161, as low as a dollar. He should have been added the week before. People wanted him this week because of the stats he had the week before, but the week before he we had eight games, so that's why you should have added Brandon Drury. He had five games this week. Still, he's going to be serviceable, like we talked about, Jonathan Indy out for a while in other situations. There's some power there. Average has always been a bit of an issue. Doesn't run a ton, but uh, I guess ride it while you can. You got Great American Small Park. It's just this week it was two games early, three games later in the week. And there was other options I was more intrigued with, but I get it. Brandon Drury's got, and he's got multi-position flexibility, which is huge. So you got that going for you too. But uh, I think we talked about him last week. What do you, we got any, any more thoughts on him?
1: Um, not really. Brett Lowry was the answer to the trivia question yep. last week. Thank you to everybody who um, texted and uh, DM'd and reached out to us. It was Brett Lowry. I was thinking about his year actually wasn't all that good. Like, I mean, he definitely had a good year. I think in 197 plate appearances as a rookie. He had like nine home runs and seven steals, which is big. That's huge, but it's not like he contributed that across the uh, full season. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Jury, I like. Picked him up last week or a couple of weeks ago, and yeah. uh, I think he's very solid and he's one of the better hitters on the Reds. So I think he'll have a he'll have a shot.
0: Most definitely. Uh, next up, Rowan Wick of the Chicago Cubs, adding in seventy seven leagues, as high as one fifteen, as low as a dollar. People chasing those saves. He's got three saves in his last three opportunities. As he fills in for Dave Robertson, he's, got, he's been on the COVID hell for a while. Like he's been out, he's got it. Uh, some pretty good symptoms. It sounds like we'll see when he comes back. I haven't heard any info on when he's coming back, but he's been out for a couple weeks now. So definitely something to monitor. It feels like. Um, and Wicks come in, and you know this is the frustrating part because when the injury happened to Hoyer uh, earlier in spring, I was drafting Wick everywhere, and I was told that I was an idiot, and so I dropped him because obviously he wasn't. Well, Robertson was a closer, He had to drop him. But this is like, here he is. He's getting strikeouts. He's shutting guys down. He's picking up saves. This is very frustrating, Toby. Very frustrating. Um, So uh, Rowan Wick, who literally could not be the closer tomorrow if David Robertson comes
1: back. (laughs) Yeah. um, It all depends on the bid. I mean, he looks like he's got it. He looks like he's running with it. He is walking a considerable amount of people. He's actually, he's also striking out a decent amount of people. There's not a like a lot to love necessarily about the profile except for the ERA and the strikeouts. You know, the whip is high. He's got a high Babip and but he's also got a high strand rate. You know, he's walking four per nine. His Z contact is ninety point one percent, so he can't really beat people in the zone right now. So, but I mean he's also clearly getting saves there until Robertson comes back. And it's not like Robertson is like the bill of health. Yep. you know um even though i think he's COVID il right now like yep he's you know could have just as well get something else wrong with him so yeah yeah wick is wick is fine um you say kukuchi is slider location is like right down the middle of the plate actually it's interesting. That's not ideal <laughs> yeah well i mean it's like he's throwing it to lefties so you know maybe they're not getting a good read on it or whatever Interesting, Or maybe that's why they're not here. missing it.
0: Yeah, That could be it. That would make a lot of sense, at least. Uh, next up here, Ian Kennedy added in 70 leagues as high as 75, as low as one. Again, this is a closer speculation because, la- like, Kennedy had the job when Melanson was on the IL. He came back. Melanson last week, two saves and two brutal blown saves. Like, it was horrific. And not one strikeout in any four of those outings for Mark Melanson. So he's not even getting guys to strike out. Ian Kennedy is waiting in the wings to get his shot. People speculated on him this week. Not sure why you would speculate um, $75, but maybe you're really desperate there. But uh, it's similar to the Wick situation, except Wick at least has the job right now, where Kennedy's just waiting like another blown save or two to, to walk on in.
1: I think I was in a league where Kennedy went for like 200. Wow. Um. Yeah, Kennedy sucks. He sucks. <laughs> you think Melanson's bad? Like, Kennedy sucks. I'd be going with, like, uh, I think Mantiply is pretty good. I mean, here's Ian Kennedy's line, right? 345 ERA, yay. 438 XFIP, whatever, or FIP, doesn't matter. Whip 1.53, boo. Strikeouts, 10 in 15 and two-thirds, boo. Saves, three, yay. BABIP, 275, whatever. Strand rate, 75.2%, whatever. K-Ks per nine, 574 Walks per nine, 5.17. So his walks are almost equal to his K per nine. His K minus walk is 1.4%. He's also got 0.57 home runs per nine with a career 1.29. And in the last five years, 1.92, 4.5, 0.85, 1.5, 1.99, 1.52, 1.66. I mean, the guy's going to give up a ton of home runs, especially when the heat increases and he's sucks uh swinging strike rate 4.9 percent um in zone contact rate 93.7 percent i mean he's steven kwan uh inside the zone you know i love it 34.6 percent uh, pitcher or hitter Pitcher or hitter. the uh is the really good hitter or really bad pitcher this is a really bad pitcher ladies and gentlemen. Which is not to say you shouldn't speculate on him. Crazier things have happened, right? Yep. I I was on this podcast talking about Jorge Lopez and how his K-minus walk rate sucked and whatever, and he ended up being great. I just don't see necessarily how Kennedy is going to... Um, I just don't see him being able to do it. I don't see him being able to put together a run similar to what he did last year, but i am also um, been known to be incredibly wrong on these things. Um, um I-
0: I'm not going to say Toby's wrong. I'm not disagreeing with him on this. If I have to have any shining light on this, the D-backs are competitive right now, so he'll get chances. That's the one thing I'll say is they're actually competitive. It's not the Pirates or something like that. So Ian Kennedy will get, and he's had stretches with the Royals where they're very good. He also went to Philadelphia last year and played home run derby. So uh, that's the fun with Ian Kennedy.
1: Yeah, I mean, later on, uh, Ben Tidd asked us a question about Close specs. I mean, just thinking about the same bullpen. Joe Mantiply, who is uh, no, he throws right. Uh, well, I thought he threw through left. Wait, no, he throws left. He throws left. He bats right. Just in case you're interested in that, uh, he's got a point six six ERA, eleven strikeouts in thirteen and two thirds. So not great there. He's got two saves. BABIP is low at two forty three, way above his way below his career average, and his strand rate is high. But he's walking 2% of batters. His K minus walk is 20.4%. Swinging strike rate is 12.7%. He's getting ahead of hitters. He's got a 44% O swing and he's got an 84.9% Z contact. So he's not that great, but he's a load, loads better than Kennedy. Um, And so, you know, I think Kennedy probably will get the saves initially until he inevitably inevitably blows it. But I think Mantiply is kind of an interesting little guy there. Not nice. to imply that he's little. I'm sure he's he's kind yeah, of he's a big o- guy. He's
0: not the opposite of of Stevenson. We know that. Much. Let's see. He's six four two nineteen. That's not little. That's, that's not a little.
1: that's a big guy. That's he's big no guy. Dalton Barshow.
0: No Dalton Barshow's a little guy. Dalton Varshall definitely, he's, and he might Dalton Barshow might catch from Matt to play. So go go put that one
1: together. for sure. Oh man, look at that battery. That's Yep.
0: Yep. That is literally the negative and positive charge. That's, some,
1: right that's some Bubba baba in the bat flip uh, level. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. Different, you know.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Talking about big guys. Luke Voigt added in sixty eight leagues as high as one twenty, as low as three. You know, he returned from the IL, two home runs, a second game. Then he's been back to being Luke Voigt. This is why I'm just always scared about Luke Voigt. He strikes out a ton. His bagging average, like just well, like he's not gonna start every day in San Diego. I know people were excited for the upside with Voigt. I just I couldn't do it, so I wasn't even in on him.
1: Yeah, I wasn't in on him either. I didn't know that he was going to come off the IL. Um, But, I mean, he's definitely, you know, interesting if he's there. You know, 236, 13 home runs, 36 runs, 40 RBI, 236 batting average. Um, So, yeah. I mean, it's fine. He's looked lost, though. And he's said that he's lost. So, yeah. Yeah, Less than ideal is the way I would look at that one.
0: got some more speculations going on here. Clay Holmes of the New York Yankees. Who's been very good out of the bullpen, very good. So has King as well. People like like to forget about King, who's been very effective as well. But Clay Holmes was added in sixty-seven leagues, as high as forty-seven, as low as a dollar. Um, we had another Rollis Chapman messy game on Tuesday night. I hate to break it to people, Chapman's closing as long as he's healthy. This is what they do. He has hiccups. Even the beat reporters tonight said he does this like twice a year. Where he has bad stretches. Then he still ends up with 30 plus saves. His ratios are okay. He gets a ton of strikeouts. This is what Chapman does. So Holmes might get his chances, but um, I don't know. What's your thoughts? I, I think there was better places to speculate. Now Chapman got hurt. We could talk. But as long as Chapman's healthy, yeah. he's closing.
1: Yeah, I think what tends to happen with these things is like last week, Holmes probably got a save, you know? And so people are kind of like, oh, well, maybe he's, you know, in the running for it. I don't think he's in the running for it. I think he's a very good pitcher. A very, very good pitcher. I have him in a few DCs. Um, I don't know if I have him in any fab. I think in deeper leagues, like fifteen team leagues, totally reasonable to add him. You know, Agreed. he's a ratio ratio boon. Um, I do think though, in like twelve team leagues, it's a little bit harder to do that. Um but but my god three percent ground ball rate uh right now. Oh, he's still three Ground ball rate. Yeah. it's unreal yeah so yeah that so mind, i mean it's i think it's good yeah i think it's good
0: would you rather have holmes or ian kennedy uh holmes kennedy might get the job okay just yeah. want to ask
1: just want to throw it out there all uh, right next up, i mean next- it's it's a good question though too because it's like how long would i hold on to you know Holmes how many times would I like look at him and be like ah, no, how many times did, did you actually rock how, how,
0: how many times did you actually start him in a week when you had Holmes versus like another like, questionable starting pitcher like most times you might still go to the starting pitcher just for the chance of the win like it's such a weird that's why it's hard to roster him especially in 12 teamers like yeah. like I have Paul Seawald in some leagues and I've used him like 50% of the time and it's been pretty good but we know what Seawald does like Holmes isn't even that level yet so it's just it's tricky to roster those guys in smaller leagues so, mm, that was going to sure. keep in mind. Chase Silseth was the new, new popular, Silseth. new popular name out there these days, picked up in 63 leagues as high as 132, as low as a dollar, might be even more popular next week, but over the weekend, six shutout innings of one hit four Ks against the Oakland athletics. Big accomplishment there, but he's um, got him again this week. He's got him again this week. And Eno Saris's metrics loved him. So like, there was buzz all over the place on Sunday on Twitter. Um, what's your thoughts on Silsa? To be honest, I didn't know who he was until I saw Twitter on Sunday.
1: Uh, yeah, I got him a couple places um, for like mid 30s, low 40s, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if you think about we talked about George Kirby's projections. So if you look at the bat projections for um, Kirby, I think he was like a 40 something ERA, a 124 whip with 78 strikeouts in 88 innings or something like that, 87 innings. Silthet, Sil Seth's is in 54 innings, a four-two-two ERA, a 1-2-7 whip with 50 strikeouts in 54 innings. So essentially like a nearly identical um, uh, projection um, as Kirby, but going for a lot less uh, in, on a better offense um, not necessarily a great defense, I don't think, although I'm not, not totally sure how good the angels defense is, but Joe Adele, and gone, I knew he, so he was going to go for a lot less. So he was kind of definitely on the radar, uh, Dylan white, who's also a very smart guy. He does, um, for prospects live, I'm in a, a dynasty league with him and he has his, um, like robo. Robo Scout, I think he calls it, which likes him a lot. I think Silseth has been really good this year. Like he maybe didn't have as much pedigree previously, but um, has been really good this year. And so it seemed like a pretty good uh, fit. So that's the type of thing I think I like. I prefer to go go more on is like getting the backup to the big bid or like 100%. backup to the backup to the big bid um, because the projections are pr- fairly similar, and so will they end up the same? I don't know. I'd rather have Kirby, but yeah. uh yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how it it plays out, especially if he dominates Oakland again this week. Like I said he's only added in 65 leagues, so it could be a like barrage on Sunday. Like he's he's probably added in like all the mains, but uh when it comes to the the online's, that's over 100 online leagues where he's going to be out and about. And so that's going to be Interesting. Comes Sunday, Lamont Wade Jr. added in sixty-four leagues, as high as eighty-seven, as low as a dollar. I know he was added in recent weeks as he was getting closer to returning. I added him a couple leagues. Um, he's got Coors this week, but he didn't play on Tuesday because he's day-to-day again. He's still banged up. He's playing through his injury, which is outstanding. But I like Lamont Wade. I got no problem with Lamont Wade. I think he's a good pickup, especially with Coors on play. But um, yeah, it's one of the, it's a tough one. Like first base outfit eligibility is big with him. But uh, I get I get the pickup this week for Coors.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I can get it. I think the challenge with guys like Wade, I'd much rather pick him up on the waiver wire for, for less than like spend draft capital on him because, because he's going to be part of a platoon, you know? And so it's yep. just like Jock Peterson. It's like, when he's running hot, it seems really, really great. But when he cools down, you're like, Oh, he's playing in two of four this week or two of three this weekend. Do we want to, Do I want to do the two of three or like even in cores this week, it's like, you know, Wade's gonna have two games in cores. And it's like, well, two games in cores might be worth it. But yeah. um in any other ballpark, it's probably not. And so I just find those guys really challenging to have in there unless they're supremely skilled.
0: Yep. No, it's it's tricky. It's very tricky, especially now that they're getting healthy again. Like Yaz is back, Listella came back, Longo's back, all the dude, they're coming back, so it's even platoons are getting crazier. And um, We'll see what even Wednesday brings because it's Freeland, the lefty's pitching. So we'll see who what the lineup looks like because Kapler loves running like an all righty lineup. So that'll be another another angle. So it's annoying about the Giants, plus to make it even better. And Wade plays good defense. So he's kind of been okay through this. But um, all it takes is a lefty star, a righty starting, and a lefty reliever coming in. And he's, they just bench everybody. They just pinch it for everybody. And uh, it just makes it very, very annoying to roster some of these guys. All right, we'll do a couple more here before we get to our ads of the week. Uh, we'll go Gavin Sheets, for you added everywhere last week. He was definitely in play again this week as the um, White Sox had eight more games, seven versus right-handed pitchers, added in 63 leagues as high as 51, as low as a dollar. But you already had him everywhere last week, so you're good to go.
1: Huh. I think I only had him in one or two leagues. So I, I wish I did. I wish I had him everywhere. Um, but I was glad that I already had him because, yeah, seven games in eight days against righties including the royals for five games that's big or four big, big. games four games seems sounds ideal so yes. so nothing to show for it yet but we still got a couple more games so we'll see what happens
0: yeah most definitely um last one we'll go with here <clears throat> excuse me um i gotta go back to my page here and this look okay um we have jonah, jonah heim Jonah Heim added in 60 leagues as high as 77, as low as a dollar um, with the injury to Mitch Garver. Jonah Heim has kind of taken over the reins there as a starting catcher. And so far, so good, hitting 277 on the year with four home runs. He's walking a decent clip, too, barely striking out less than 11% of the time. He's showing really good plate skills for a catcher with decent batting average upside and a little bit of pop. So, this is where it gets fun. Cause, like we talked about Danny Jansen earlier, honestly, I'd rather roll with Jonah Heim in that scenario for a lot cheaper. But uh, both good players, so what's your thoughts on Jonah Heim?
1: Yeah, I actually dropped Jonah Heim in TGFBI, I think, because Danny Jansen's back, um, which which I thought about a little bit. I mean, uh, Jonah Heim's fine. Um, he's fine. Uh, I mean, the thing is, early season, like, you know, I like to look at it. It's like he's had four barrels, and he's got four home runs. That's called so, running good. Running good you know, if he were to run league average, the next four barrels would not be home runs that he hits. And if he does that over the next 74 plate appearances, then you're looking at four home runs in 148 plate appearances, which isn't as good. So again, the plate skills are really nice. Um, He's got potential, but um, I think we've seen one of the better runs that he's going to have this year already. And, and I don't think it's likely to continue. Uh, We don't have to talk
0: about all these guys. I just wanted to bring it up to people that why OCs are so much fun. Reed Detmers was added in 58 leagues because he was out there coming off the no-no, as high as 177. Royce Lewis was available in 53 leagues, Toby. 53 online leagues. Wow. Added as high as 267. So that one stood out. Hunter Green got added for a big chunk. But Felix Bautista, the potential closer in waiting in Baltimore, added in 33 leagues as high as 157. Jorge Lopez is still technically there, folks. I hate to break mm-hmm. it to you. And then Danny Jimenez from Oakland, as high as 212. That makes a little more sense to me than Batista. Both good pitchers, but um, those got some heavy ads. Josh Naylor got picked up for 157 max bid. Uh, so I just want to talk about some of the max guys that got picked up. Um, Emilio Pagan as high as 155. People looking for saves. That was an interesting one. So those were a few of them. There's many more, but uh, anything on those guys that stood out to you potentially?
1: Um, not really. I mean, Reed Detmers isn't very good. He's no, he's my not, main not takeaway. I, I'm, I'm like, like. I look at the thing and I'm just like, ah, I mean, congrats on the no, no, but I don't know how long you're going to be in the big leagues doing what you're, uh, what you're doing so far. I mean, the projections are still holding on a little bit for hope, but not a ton there. And especially after today, it's probably much worse as well. Um, yeah. Cause he only made it like three and a third. Yeah. I, I think Detmers is kind of a drop in, in 15 teamers, honestly um at this point i just don't know if there's anything there there um yeah royce lewis i mean he's great he just hit a home run earlier today um as well unfortunately he hit it off of uh uh josh winders or winders they're on the same
0: team it's not possible
1: no you're you're right kevin smith Kevin Smith hit the home run. I was about, about to say winners. it's not possible. <laughs> it would have been. It would have been nuts. It would have been crazy, Bubba. I, I ain't I nowhere doing intruders. Winters throws it. Maybe. Lewis is Lewis is in it short, but then he runs to the plate and he picks up the bat and he hits the home run and everybody's confused <laughs> and that was the end of Royce Lewis's career when he hit the home run off his own. Uh,
0: bat flipped his own picture. It It was really
1: hard for people to trust him ever again. Yeah. Love it. Love it.
0: Yeah, no, it's just fun. Like they're not the big ads, but some of the big dollar ads that are sitting down there and, uh, people specking on closers all over the place. So it makes it very exciting, but let's recap our fab pickups of the week. Toby, if you're ready, you can rock and roll and tell us what you did this week.
1: Sorry. Just, just seeing how the angels are blowing another, uh, What's his name? Opportunity, another uh, Iglesias save op. All right, my fabbing from this past week is actually a pretty busy week for me. Uh, Chase Silseth dropped Ryan Brazier, the evil Ryan Brazier, forty nine dollars. Backup bit of thirty four. Added Jonathan VR. Dropped Jed Lowry, a bit of thirty four dollars. Runner up of seventeen um added added Eli White dropped Mitch Keller uh, uh good riddance Mitch Keller uh 7 um with a backup bit of 2 uh that Eli White pickup was exclusively for a Noah Syndergaard uh matchup and he came through with uh, he Ran stealing. Wild folks Ran Wild yeah he did um all right next league Added Jeffrey Springs. It was a Jeffrey Springs overpay week. And I didn't give a crap because I <laughs> wanted Jeffrey. Springs. Why did you want to drop Ryan out of curiosity? Oh man. I love Jeffrey Springs. We'll talk about it in a second. Or do you want me to talk about it right now? Yeah. Whatever you want. Right I
0: figured we got right. time with only one listener question. So I'm curious on your thoughts on Jeffrey. That's all
1: right. Hey, you know, um, Jeffrey Springs. Whew. What can I say? 21.2 innings, 20 strikeouts, 1.66 ERA, 0.78 whip. Low BABIP, high strand rate, got to be careful of that. 8.32, <laughs> 3 one Ks per nine, 1.25 walks per nine, 0.42 home runs per nine. K minus walk rate, 21.5%, 25.3% K rate, 3.8% walk rate. Swinging strike rate, 14.6%. Love that. O swing, 45.3%. Love that in zone contact seventy seven point nine percent. Love that. Now he is he is going from relief to um, a starter, but in his um, in his kind of like, so he went two point two and then three point one and then four and then four point two. Since his three point one or even since his two point two, I mean, since he started pitching multiple innings. He's got two innings, two two Ks, zero earned runs. 2.2 innings, three Ks, one earned run. 3.1 innings, two Ks, zero runs. Four innings pitched, four strikeouts, three earned runs. 4.2 innings, zero earned runs, two Ks. So the Ks have not been that high, but he's on the raise. He's going to get great defense. He keeps on moving up a little bit. I think he threw 75 pitches this last um, game, I was really excited. Actually, that he did not throw five, so that it kept the bids low, um, lower because he would have gotten the win otherwise. But he's pitched against two really good teams in Toronto and the Angels this week. He's got uh, Baltimore, and then I think I think he's got the Yankees, but he may also have Detroit. Let me just check it out. Let me just check it out. He's got uh, at Baltimore. Yeah, he's got Baltimore, and then he's got the Yankees. So next week, not great, but Baltimore this week, I'll take it. Um, so yeah, I I really like I really like him a lot. Um, nice I've liked hearing. him. I had him on DC's last year. Um, I really like him. So nice, Thanks. yeah. So, anyways, that was a long extended ode to to Jeffrey Springs. But uh, Andrew Velasquez, I picked up. I dropped Christian Pache. Uh, 14 with a backup of two. I added Nick Solak a lot of places um, as well. Uh, He had played in five of six. And of course he sat against Syndergaard, but oh well, I was too preoccupied to notice and swap him out or didn't have other options in leagues. Uh, Nick Solak, Jed Lowry, um, dropped him. Added Anthony Bass, closer spec, six bucks. uh, Dropped Mitch Keller. I'll, I'll probably move on from Anthony Bass. Um, since it doesn't look like it's his gig after the past couple days, uh, added Jeffrey Springs, dropped Ryan Brazier forty bit of forty three backup of seventeen, added Chase Silseth, uh, dropped Paul DeYoung uh, thirty six dollar twenty nine backup, added Andrew Velasquez twelve dollars no backup bid. So Velasquez, I mean, he should have two months straight run at that yep. shortstop position. With Fletcher batting yep. average isn't great, but he is stealing quite a few bases. And he um, did so it in the Myers, where I needed that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, added uh, Brandon Drury. Oh, that that was last week. That was last, week. That was last week. Um. Added Jeffrey Springs. Dropped Ryan Brazier, forty-seven with a backup of thirteen. Uh, added Andrew Velasquez, twelve dollars backup of nine. Dropped Ben Gamel. Added. Nick Solak dropped Jed Lowry for seven uncontested uh, bid. In my OC, I added Yusei Kikuchi, dropped Ryan Brazier, $7, a backup of four. And then I added Pavin Smith and his eight eight, uh, games this week and dropped Jonathan Scope, who promptly hit a home run uh, on Monday. So I was a little disappointed about that. Um, TGFBI added Jonathan VR, dropped Jonah Heim, thirty-two with a backup of eighteen. Added Jeffrey Springs, dropped Josh Stamont who got a save today. Uh, Springs fourteen dollars, uh, nine-dollar backup bid. Added Luis Gonzalez before he, got he demoted. was demoted for being the best hitter on the Giants over the last little bit. Yeah. Um, Everybody got Uchi healthy. Two to go, and then the final one is the one that we share together uh barf league added jeffrey springs 23 bucks uh backup of nine dropped chad pinder added gavin sheets 14 bucks backup of 13 please tell me that was your bid um dropped ben gamel uh, added lurie garcia so not- <laughs> and his and his eight uh his eight games dropped abraham toro um and then added andrew velasquez dropped yoshi Tsutsugo. And those are all I'm
0: glad to see you're all in on Velasquez because I actually dug in on him a bit for a part of an article for tracks on Wednesday. And I was like, I was impressed because, like you said, the bagging average is not great right now, mm-hmm. but he got one homer and he's stealing bases like crazy. And you look in his minor numbers, not a power guy, but 20 to 30 steals almost every season. The minors, and he actually hit for average in the minors too. So there's like potential to maybe hit up to like 240, 250 and steal a lot of bags. So that's a an interesting, especially in 15 teamers, that could be a really, really fun pickup right there. Sure. All right. For mine, and I wasn't nearly as active this week, but uh, in one of my OCs, I went and added Kyle Hendricks, dropped Sheldon Noisy for six dollars with no runner up bid. So I said, for six bucks, I'll give Kyle Hendricks a try. Basically, I got outbid everywhere else. Um, and in that OC, uh, Kirby went for three fifty five. Things changed. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Alex Thomas, Alec Thomas went for let me let me get okay. that right. Yeah, uh, Alec Thomas went for three fifty five. Kirby went for two thirty three in that league. Um, but in my other OC one of my other rows. We had four. I got Alec Thomas for $68, runner-up of $42, dropping Chad Pinder. I got Royce Lewis for $24, runner-up of $17, dropped Kyle Gibson. So I got Royce Lewis and Alec Thomas for less than $100 combined. Pretty happy about that. Um, we'll see how it plays out, but I liked I liked the feel of that one. Um, another league, Jordan Hicks, added him, dropped Kyle Quantrill, $7, no runner-up. Grabbed Kyle Hendricks, dropped Aaron Hicks, $6, no runner-up um another oc added Alec Thomas for 67 runner up at 55 dropped Hansel Robles and he just got another save so that was fun uh, added Kyle Bradish for 21 um runner up at 15 and I added Felix Batista who we talked about earlier for he broke the bank I added him for 16 no runner up bid in my league and I dropped Ian Kennedy for that one um oc qualifier here the fun leagues I uh, got Nick Pavetta for seven with no runner-up. Kyle Hendricks for six with no runner-up. And Lamont Wade for four with a runner-up of four. So the unicorn bid. Um, but again, didn't break the bank for that one. So it doesn't hurt me as much. Uh, nothing in that league. It didn't win at all. Uh, the My final, I believe it's my final OC. I got Felix Bautista for $7 with a runner-up of zero. And I dropped Tyler Wells, who he runs. Like that whole Orioles starting rotation are going to be headaches this year. Lots of good, lots of bad uh barf got evan longoria for 12 dropped edward o for runner up a five i grabbed alfonso rivas who's been playing a ton for the cubs they had a big big schedule on tap this week got him for four dollars with a runner up a zero dropped by tapia that's the pure spec type thing I think that's going to be it for me. Like the rest of my league, I really don't think I won much. Let me scroll this last one real quick. Yep, that'll do it. So those were my fab bids of the week. Not too much. We got a question in the chat, though, from James D. Is MJ Melendez the ad with Sal Perez on IR? 100% I I wanted MJ. I grabbed him a lot of places last week for cheap while I could. He had his first home run of the year. On Tuesday, the dude can rake and they're playing them everywhere. They're playing them in the outfield, first base, DH, catcher. They want his bat out there. So that's my two cents. Maybe I'm wrong though, Toby. Is MJ Melinda's the ad with Sal Perez out?
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, if he's yeah. still available, his plate skills have been tremendous. I mean, yes. really, You want to talk really really right now.
0: Like the dude's going to start crushing baseballs.
1: Yeah, he's got 18.5% O swing and a 96.4% Z contact. And he's still managing managing to hit the ball like i guess relatively hard he is he's only a skosh above uh cabin biggio territory on the max ev he's only got the one barrel he probably has a second barrel today with that home run um so yeah i i think he's i think he's looking really good i think the quality of contact will be a is the question that i still have but we'll see what ends up happening there yeah,
0: just what we saw from him last year in the minors, and a little bit this year in the minors. Like I just love the overall pedigree of that guy, and the fact that they're trying to play him everywhere. But even before Salvi's injury, I'm like, giddy up, let's go, let's let's have some fun here. Uh, our other listener question from our buddy Ben Tid, as you mentioned earlier, who are your guys' favorite closer specs at the moment? Well, I mentioned Bautista, Jimenez for Oakland. Those are the guys I've been kind of looking at. You went a little deeper. I'll I'll throw out Simber with Romano's injury. Simber is going to be getting he got another save on Tuesday he's got to look at, but uh, who are you looking at?
1: Yeah. I mean, Hansel, unfortunately again, um, you mentioned Bautista. I'm just lo- looking through the different teams. Uh, Brooks Raley. I mean, Kittredge has struggled a little bit um, recently. I think in three of the last four or three, of the last five, he's given up a run or multiple runs, but I think he'll have a long, long leash there. And he doesn't get all the, all the chances as is, but Rayleigh already has, I think three saves this year. Um, so that's not nothing. Um, there's what's his name. The guy, uh, who got a save last week for Detroit. Who's oh, been really uh, good. Not Fulmer vest but the other or, guy. or something. Vest. Yeah, yeah, actually.
0: Vest, I yeah. yeah. I actually talked
1: vest, about him. Fast is looking line. good. Um, you know, in Minnesota, like, you know, Duffy got it yesterday, even though Duran should have been available. So it'll be interesting to see how the save situations go there moving forward. I wouldn't go after Duffy necessarily, but you know, he did get a save. Uh, I think Rafael Montero is still a guy to keep an eye on with um, Presley, just because the latest report I heard was that the Velo was back down again. So there are some, maybe like, there's a little bit of smoke there around potential. Continued injury at the moment. Um, Let's see. In Miami, maybe Dylan Floro. um, Although Cole Sulzer was in there again. Um, With, uh, let's see. Uh, Alex Diaz got the save today for the Reds um against cleveland although it was in these the are 10th that these are such bad situations though it's just like oh you're gonna bang your head against i know oh it's 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 gnarly it's ugly out there i said i said mantiply um yeah i think those are the only ones it's it's rough out there just remember next year to just draft closers in the first and second round and be done with it people
0: yeah it's like just go draft taylor rogers and jordan romano before he gets hurt and you're good it's simple Simple game. Easy game. Get Josh Hader if you want. Like, an easy game. I don't see what the problem is. Was easy peasy. But, uh And you know what's funny is you could ask this question every week. We'll play different answers for you every week because there are going to be some random guys against get saved or some stupid injury, and now Clay Holmes will be worth it. So it'll be fun. Uh, stuff like that. So you have to kind of pencil it all together. But, Toby, this is a record for our show, by the way, a record time. Uh, do you have any final thoughts, or do we want to wrap this one up early? Because – Honestly, I'm, I'm not trying to be rude, people, but the listeners let us down this week. Oh, man. Don't throw it back at the listeners, Bubba. Well, that's this usually just... listener question time. We, like the last 20, Cuts. 30 minutes, and we just go to throw it out there.
1: You know, I don't want to jinx anything, but I'm just looking forward to Garrett Cole tomorrow at Baltimore. Uh, I recorded then...
0: MLBDF. At, I, I, I recorded quick hits before this, and I saw Garrett Cole's matchup, and I got so giddy. I'm like, this is going to end poorly, isn't it? It's uh, going to guess... so
1: poorly. <laughs> Yeah, it probably will. But, but guess <laughs> who? He, hey, who he has next week? Um, who? Baltimore at home.
0: I got him again, back to back
1: Baltimore. And and at, at the Rays, and he always struggles against the Rays, so he'll obviously give it back there. But um, I'm excited about that. I got hoping I can use my does he...
0: again tomorrow. Yeah, there's a there's a ton of aces know. going. Ton of aces going on Wednesday. It's gonna be fun. Mm.
1: Should be a good yeah. deal. Dylan Cease continues to just be great.
0: Well, that's why we get Gossman on Wednesday to see Gossman, Burns, Freed, Cole, Scherzer, Giolito's back. We got all kinds of them. It's gonna uh-huh. be glorious, glorious day on the mound. Um, but we'll wrap it I'm up there. about it. We'll wrap it up there. Okay. Make sure you guys check out Toby on the Twitter. They're at Batflip Crazy. I'm at BD Circle. We'll be back with you guys next week with another Week Fab Week Eight Fab recap and much much more on another episode of Bub and the Batflip. But for now. Catch y'all later.